Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Happy Wednesday here on the Extraordinary Talk Show with your host, Stella Hill. There was a few minutes of dead air before I got here, so apologize for that, but I'm here now. And if you want to find some other places that I am, you can check out the Extraordinary Talk Show under Radio St. George 100.3 on Spotify or on pretty much any other podcast format. And... You can also often find the video version of these episodes on the Radio St. George Facebook page or floating around other places. So today I've got something special that I've been putting a lot of thought into. Kind of, you may notice if you follow along that thoughts from one show typically kind of lead into thoughts towards the next show. And the show evolves in that way. And let me begin with what I always say. And it's really interesting that since I began my show, the, my show theme was, I am not trying to tell you what to think. I am trying to get you to think for yourselves. And right now, what I have for you is some information on how to do that better how to think for yourself better. But today especially, the gift that I have for you is decision-making advice because one of the toughest things as a human is making decisions. So today I have for you some excellent decision-making advice that I'm really excited to share with you. First of all, let me go back to the other thing I always say. I do not expect you to believe anything that I say. In fact, I hope you don't. What I hope that you do is listen to what I have to say and then consider it according to what you already know and maybe let some new thoughts in there and decide for yourself what you believe. On the other hand, if something that I say strikes a chord within you, if it resonates... Pay attention to that. Follow that. Become curious about that. Because there's probably something that you'll find there if you go down that rabbit hole. But again, the things that I'm here to share with you are things that I've thought about that I've put a lot of thought into and some things I've figured out over time that I wish someone had told me so I'm trying to help you out. But I also believe that there's not one way to be successful. There's not one way for anything, even though we're kind of taught that there is. Um, And the whatever way works for me doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. And I don't expect it to, and you shouldn't either. So here it is, guys. Some of the best decision-making advice you're ever going to get. First of all, let me explain to you how humans make decisions. And this is something that you probably never thought about this way. You know the picture of the lady of justice, right? She's holding the scale of balance. The balance is back and forth, dependent on which side is weighted more. And she's wearing a blindfold. That lady of justice, the scales of justice. Forget for a minute that that's the scales of justice and consider that that's the scales of decision making. And 
humans don't need much to make a decision one way or another. We just need the scales to tip. And honestly, we often are blindfolded to what's even on the scales. We're not even paying attention to what basis we're making this decision on. For example, there was a guy who was trying to learn kind of some human manipulation techniques, and he was doing his own social studies as his own social science to figure out what things to say that would be more likely to, to get people to do what he was asking them to do. And he found if you were waiting in line for the copier, you could get ahead by asking the guy in front of you to let you ahead if you used one word. And it didn't matter what, hap- what you said after that one word. If you used the word, one word, because, they would almost always, at least a 75% of the time, let you forward. Why is that? Well, go back to your scales of decision-making. The guy standing in line for the copier is waiting for the copier, but so are you. So in that way, your scales are balanced. If you tell him, hey, can I get ahead of you because I've got a thing over here. Whatever you say after because almost doesn't matter. He's less interested in what your motivation is than the fact that you have one because you have a motivation that he doesn't have. So where your scales were balanced as copy line standards, all of a sudden you have a because. You gave him a because, you gave him a cause. And that weighed your scale tip. So why would he not let you ahead? You have a reason, you have a cause, and it outweighs his. And most humans, that's about the extent of our decision-making process is each of those things, each of those causes, I like to call I points because they're incentives, they're inspiration. They're either internal, hopefully, or external reasons why we do the things we do. And each of these incentive points, and this, this is studied by economics, people do what they're incentivized to do. So every reason that you have for why you do a thing is an eye point. Some of those eye points are internal. Some of those eye points are external. If someone comes up to you in the coffee line or in the copy line and says, because he just handed you an eye point. He just handed you a point of inspiration and incentive that you didn't have before. And because you don't have anything balancing or counteracting that eye point, you're going to make the decision to give him what he's asking for. Isn't that interesting? It's that simple, guys. If you look at the decisions that we all make, it comes down to our eye points. Even when it comes to teachers who cheat on testing to make sure that their kids get higher tests scores so that they look better, there's a balance of eye points in both sides of that to cheat or not to cheat. And some of those eye points might be that they fear for their jobs. It might be that they're being, there's actually been times that school systems have incentivized teachers with $25,000 bonuses to raise their kids' test scores. 
Um, that's a pretty big eye point. That might stand for several eye points. And while we all have a desire to have integrity, that may not outweigh when you've got a whole bunch of eye points on one side of the scale. And that's why people, most of the time, do things that we might see as wrong. And it's the reason why you do things that other people might see as wrong. Because in the moment when you made that decision, you had enough eye points, enough incentive to do whatever it was that you were doing that it overcame your fear of embarrassment or shame from other people or whatever other reasons you had not to do a thing. Which, look at that again, because that means you must have had a lot of incentive to do what it was that you did. And you can take the time on your own to look back at that and wonder what those incentives were, what different eye points were on your decision-making scale. Now let's talk about some of the eye points that can be on your decision-making scale. Guys, humans, when you go down to it, are really, really simple. And part of the problem is we have not been taught in our society how to make better decisions. So it probably never occurred to you the way that you are making decisions. And don't feel bad because that's true for everybody else. No one else figured this out either, or very few. So what consists of an eye point? What kind of thing can incentivize or inspire us to do a thing? What items can we put on that scale on one side or the other that are going to incentivize us to actually do a thing, to actually get up off the couch and go do that thing? Well, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of need, the baseline is all about safety and physical needs, right? We're talking air, food, sleep, sex, and comfort. Basically, these are physical needs. These are internally inspired eye points. Okay, nobody else gave you these. No one told you to be hungry. But these are things that all of our bodies inspire us to do. Our body tells us, hey, we need this. Hey, we need this. Hey, we need this. And that gives us an eye point. Any of those physical needs gives us an eye point. And then if you get really hungry, you're going to have extra eye points. And if you're hungry and thirsty, you're going to have more and more eye points. And even though you might think it's wrong to rob a convenience store, the wrongness that you hold for that action can be overcome by the amount of eye points that you have. If you're super, super hungry and super, super thirsty and you've got kids in the car who are also, that just might cause you to step over what you see, the, your eye points of right and wrong, because now the most right thing for you is to get food and feed your children. So guys, you can't really criticize other people too much for the things that they do, because you know you do things that you wouldn't normally do in a certain situation where you feel like you have to. And we all do that. So don't be too hard on yourself and don't be too hard on others. Well, now we have 
a couple other internal inspiration points. And one of those is kind of goes up the high, the Maslow's hierarchy triangle when you get up to self-actualization. And this is when you have opportunities to be creative. This is when you have opportunities for personal growth and excellence. Because if you're hungry and thirsty and tired and in pain, you don't have time or nor care about that. Once all of those lower needs are satisfied, then you can reach for self-actualization and human excellence. And we should be, I think, more inspired to do those things. The problem is we get held in the bottom level of Maslow's hierarchy of need or or maybe the bottom half or two-thirds where we get stuck down there, where we are so busy worrying about our physical needs and our internal incentive points and other things that might hold us back that we don't go up the pyramid to the points of true happiness and joy and fulfillment and self-actualization. And guys, that's really sad. That's really sad. We're spending so much time running around trying to meet our physical needs and be safe that we don't have time to do beautiful things. And here's one problem that I have with that is I think that there's a lot of eye points that get put on our scale for us that we end up making decisions with somebody else's eye points. And that I have a problem with. If it's not an eye point that you agree with, why are you taking it? Why are you letting them put it on your scale? Well, here's one problem is if you're like the rest of us, you're wearing a blindfold and you may not even realize they're doing it. Here's some external eye points that people might try to put on your decision-making scale. Shame. Guilt. Fear. Embarrassment. Uh, what? Yeah. Other people are pushing their shame and their fear and their guilt and their embarrassment on you and telling you that you should have those things too. And they're giving you incentive points to be afraid. They give you incentive points to have guilt. They give you incentive points to fear embarrassment. And then you end up making your decisions based on an emotion or what somebody, an emotion that somebody thinks you should have because they handed it to you and you took it. And don't feel bad because we all do this. So here is your decision-making advice, okay? Don't make decisions based on fear, shame, guilt, embarrassment, or because someone else told you to. If, if you are making a decision for your life, it should be one that you make with intention, that you make for yourself, because based on the best information you have at the time, this is the best choice you can make. Not because you're fearing for your safety. Please don't make decisions because you're fearing for your safety unless your safety is actually in danger. Let me say that again. 
the only time you should make decisions where your safety or fear for your safety is an eye point on that scale is when your safety is actually in danger. Because here's something that happens is we get told that our safety is in danger. We don't really, if we look closely and use logic, and logic, by the way, guys, is one of the best eye points you can use. When we look closely, we realize that there's no reason to actually be afraid. But because someone told us to be afraid and because we attached to fear and because we were wearing a blindfold when they put that fear eye point on our scale anyway, we just accepted it. And now we're making all of our decisions based on fear that someone else gave to us. It was never our fear to begin with. Why are you telling me what to be afraid of? It's like my grandma, who I absolutely adore, had a terrible, terrible, terrible fear of heights. And one time we were in a second floor hotel room and I stood near the mirror. No, I stood near the window and she got visibly anxious and asked me to move away from the window. That me standing inside the window on the second floor caused her anxiety. I did step away from the window, not because I was afraid I was going to fall out of it, but because I love my grandma and I wanted her to be comfortable. You see, that was her because. She gave me a because to step away. But I did that out of consideration and not out of fear. And there's nothing wrong with being considerate, guys. There's nothing wrong with letting the guy behind you ahead in line for the copier if he has a good reason for it. But be aware of that. And when you're looking at your eye points, what reasons do I have that I'm making this decision? One thing that I think is really important, we can all make lists of pros and cons. And that's where we try to be logical. But emotion kills any logical argument. And the problem is your emotions are interfering with you making a logical decision and you don't realize it. And some of your emotions might be internal. You might be making decisions out of your personal love for another person. Go for that. However, if you are making decisions out of internal fear, and guys, I've done that. When I was depressed, when I was experiencing severe anxiety, oh, heck yeah. I did a lot of things because something inside me was scaring me. And I fixed that. I did the things I needed to do to quiet that voice of fear inside me so that I would no longer make my decisions based on that voice. So that was an internal fear I point that I gave myself, not an external fear point that somebody else handed me while I was looking the other way. But I still, for my own well-being, I did what it took to quiet that voice. And now I get to make decisions based on, let's go there, my safety, for one. But guys, when am I not safe? So I'm not really too worried about that. I am incredibly blessed that I always have enough to eat, that I always have enough to drink when I need it. I am incredibly abundant in that way, and I'm incredibly grateful for those things. So I don't need to be scared or have fear about being hungry. All of my physical needs are being met. I'm warm. I'm comfortable. And so I have no reason to fear for my own safety. And because I have no reason to fear for my own safety, if somebody else tries to tell me I do, I don't need to accept that. I don't need to let them put that eye point on my scale. 
after my physical needs are met, then I can step out more into my own personal desires, things that I'm going to enjoy and things that are going to help me grow as, as a person and things that I am personally inspired by, by ways that I want to be creative. And guys, oh, 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 internal creativity is some of the best eye points ever. So the things that you get internally inspired by, follow those, man. Follow those. I don't care if it's making murals out of dead skin cells. If that's something that inspires you and you can do it safely, do it. Those are the things you should be making your decisions on. Not shame, not fear, not guilt, not embarrassment, and not because somebody else told you to. And especially not because somebody else told you you should be shameful. And especially not because someone else told you that you should have fear. And especially not because someone else told you that you should feel guilty. And especially not because you are afraid of embarrassment from others. Don't allow your eye points that you make decisions on to be about other people. And when it comes to the people that are close to you, the special people that you're in relationships, your families, those that you have stewardship for, obviously they include, they are included in your decision-making points, but for very different reasons. If somebody ain't helping help pay your bills, they don't get to help make your decisions. And there's more than one way to pay bills. My point is, you don't got to take advice from people outside of your life. Just like me, you can listen to me and see if you like what I have to say and see what parts of that you want to apply in your own life. But I'm not telling you what to do. And no one else should either. And no one else especially should tell you that you should or shouldn't do something out of shame, fear, guilt, or embarrassment. Don't accept their eye points. And you know what you might have to do? You might have to rip your blindfold off so that you can see what eye points are on your scale what things you're allowing other people to put there and what things, what eye points you are placing there yourself that maybe isn't the most beneficial to you or anyone else. Guys, this requires a lot of independent thought and sometimes that can even make your head hurt, especially if, if these types of thinking are new to you. But man, I'm, I hope you're inspired to find them. Guys, if we were taught to think and make decisions, we wouldn't have to have fear about it. Decision paralysis is a thing because we are so afraid of making the wrong choice. If you learn how to make better choices, you can learn to make better decisions and then you don't have to have fear about it. And then you know what? Then you won't be afraid that if something goes wrong, that it'll be your fault. We like to let other people make our decisions so that if something goes wrong, it can be their fault. Maybe it's time to take to be autonomous and to take some accountability for your own life and for your own choices and live it so you can love it. Guys, that's Della. That's my whole show this week. I'll see you next week.